it's it's been incredible. It it really has. It's been a the absolute special season. Um, even the the hiccups along the way, not not even phased as a as a Bruins fan. You know, Boston sports fans. You know, we're used to thinking the worst all the time. But uh, it's no, it's just been really, it's just been brilliant to watch. And no matter how far, per- personally anyway, no matter how far they take it into the postseason, I'm not going to be mad because it's been such a fun season. so much <laughs> it's the Bruins and Bruins podcast a the hockey podcast network podcast presented by Bruins diehards and pride diehards and sponsored by DraftKings I'm Drew we got Cam no Chris but we're going from the Pacific time zone to another from across the pond it's Tommy Orton Tommy how are you doing I'm very well yeah thank you for having me this is awesome yeah um, pleasure, my man. That would have been quite the time zone jump between uh, yeah. Pacific time. And, uh, but Tommy, <laughs> yeah, thanks for staying up late with us. I know it's it's only five o'clock here, but it's what ten p.m. over your way right now. So that's it. Not nine o'clock. Nine. Your, your oh, guys, right. We got the yeah. week overlap, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, Telling Drew before it's a it's a good week because all the games start an hour earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tommy, I I feel like we've been connected on Twitter for like years, even way before the podcast even started. I feel like I don't know if you've been connected with Cam or that long or anything, but I feel like for as long as I've been a part of Bruins Twitter, I've like followed you and seen your tweets occasionally. I think so. so, Yeah, I think. And then uh, I checked checked the other day, and the uh, the first time I tweeted the pod was I think it was. Oh, man, early 2020, so it must have been just after you started. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. the OG days. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll get into beer first. Uh, yep. Cam, you want uh, to start us off? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it quick here. Uh, I'm drinking the same thing I had last time. Uh, Unified Press from Citizen Cider in Burlington, Vermont. Great stuff. I, I don't remember what I reviewed it last time, so I'm just going to rapid fire this and see how it compares afterwards. Shout out to Lancey. I'm sure he'll come in and figure it out for us. <laughs> got to find the Drinkability. Average. 35. I mean, it's getting the St. Patty's Day bump. I don't think it was quite that high last time. Mm. Tasteability, 36. I think that might be exactly what I hit it on last time. Maybe 36 and a no, half. you said 35 because it was a shout to Allmark at one point. I think. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. But um, no, it's good. Great it's, good. It's, tasting, it's tasting sweet again. I remember this is supposed to – it claims it's on the slightly drier side on the uh, the sweet to dry scale, but I think it is – it's pretty sweet, but it's it's enjoyable. It's a nice sweet. Natural sweet. <laughs> you natural. You do have the um, same thing too, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm having the same thing. I got a Green State Lager uh, from Zero Gravity Brewing Company in Vermont. Um, it's a Vermont Pilsner beer. It's got the it's got the maple leaf though, which you know I guess you know Vermont enough. is more the home like Ontario. No, it's it's Vermont is the home of the leaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, drinkability. I'll go a full 37. I think it was a little lower the other night. Um, what we recorded last night, Cam? Did we? Or was I don't even remember, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, check out episode Cam's and Lambs. Oh, geez. No, that was two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you that remember actually... that vividly. Now. now I do. Now I, I think I blocked it out initially. Just like here, but yeah, it's been... No, that's going down in history, that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, like that. 
And then tasteability will go like a 20. Or 22. Yeah, Sean Thornton, we were talking about before, is probably the closest there is to an Irish Bruin. Unless, Camming, you're Googling, you found anything new. No, nah, I didn't. I Googled uh, Irish Bruins, and the first thing that was like a suggestion from Google that was, who is the toughest player on the Bruins? Which I think <laughs> is pretty much the closest thing. And it, to be fair, as Tommy's pointed out, it was Sean Thornton was the one that they pulled up. So I think just by default, he's got to be the most Irish Bruin. So uh, happy happy St. Patty's Day to, to Shawnee, wherever you are, buddy. Uh, Tommy, what you got? Uh, so I've got a off-the-axis brewery from uh, Liverpool. It's a beer called Hot Delight Fantastic. I've never heard of it. Never heard of the brewery, even though it's only down the road. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh... I love when that happens. When you just suddenly yeah. stumble, like, oh, there's a brewery right here. Then uh, I've been drinking Guinness all afternoon, so it tastes a lot like <laughs> actual actual flavor. Yeah, so uh, probably I'd go uh, drinkability about probably about thirty three, and then taste is definitely thirty six. But if I was all day on it, then it'd probably be a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Honestly, uh, Cam, I was surprised you didn't bring a, a Guinness. You're a Guinness guy. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really plan. I feel like St. Paddy's Day just sneaks up on me every year. And uh, I ran out to the store earlier to do a couple things, and I just forgot to grab more beer, which was a fatal, fatal issue ahead of, you know, recording a podcast about beer. But um you know, we'll keep it to one or two, and then we'll grab some more after we can stock up for a big St. Patty's Day night. So <laughs> that'd be good. Well, where from here? I guess first, Tommy, uh, I'm interested. How? What's your? You're wearing the Red Sox jersey now, too. Like, what's the connection to Boston and, and Boston sports, and what's it also like uh, watching from afar, other than the time zone? Which yeah, sure it's also it's, very. Difficult. It can be brutal. Yeah, yeah. I say this to jump in ahead of time uh, in case we haven't given it away, or in case you can't tell from Tommy speaking, he is in the UK in Ormskirk. Is that a pro- correct pronunciation? Yeah, I've never is, heard yeah, of yeah. it, admittedly, but then I googled it and I see you're just a little north of Liverpool, so that yeah, made it there's... a lot easier to identify. So, are you a football fan? And if so, are you are you red or blue? So I was uh, born and raised a uh, Liverpool fan. Oh, uh, my dad's my dad's from Liverpool. So, uh, but not gonna lie, I haven't followed the Premier League in a long time. <laughs> That's all right. I feel like just culturally being around Liverpool, you probably have to be associated with one of the clubs. So. Oh, ab- absolutely, yeah. But uh, my dad's from uh, so I think yeah, my dad's from a place called Dovecot, which is just in Liverpool. And uh, I think the first game I went to was in '96. So I think I was about seven years old. Uh, and then just grew up a Liverpool fan uh, pretty much most of my life. And then the more I got into hockey and the more I got into baseball, I kind of just stepped away from it a little bit. I don't don't know why. I just... Not really that interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you how'd you get into those? Because I I know from like people I've talked to and followed that there is a hockey scene over there in in the UK yeah. in Ireland. Uh, Quinnipiac, my old college, plays every year in the Friendship Four and stuff. Like it's present. Yeah, it was, how in, uh, you, it was in Belfast one year, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how do you get? How did you get into hockey in the first place? Uh, it's it's. Probably a little bit daft, but uh, I'm a huge Dropkick Murphys fan. <laughs> and, uh, I love there it. we I, go. Yeah, the, the first time I heard them, I was, uh, I think I was 11 years old. Uh, and then, like, watching videos, I got the live DVD. And the singer had a, um, he had a, a T-shirt on that said Stocks Army. So then, like, 
using the internet. Obviously, you couldn't stream. It was all dial-up internet. Um, found loads of uh, PJ stock fights <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> on like LimeWire and Kazar and stuff. And then um, then the 2K games on the PlayStation and that, uh, they came out over here to so start playing them. And then, uh, yeah, then there was a channel that used to show two games a week, whatever ESPN was showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, couldn't really watch them because I was about 15. <laughs> so I could, couldn't stay up winter school and stuff. So, yeah, then uh, I started uh, watching baseball over the summer, then started playing baseball. Uh, I used to play for Liverpool. Uh, we got, well, we have four teams now, but at the time there was only two, uh, Liverpool Trojans. And, uh, yeah, then started carrying on watching hockey. Uh, broadband obviously made that easier, streaming games and everything like that. And, yeah, you just get sucked in. And then once you start going to live games, the live local games, that's it. Once once you get the ho- hockey bug, yeah. that, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a like seeing a game. Yeah, yeah, seeing a game live yeah. really makes it different. Like I've I've known people who've watched it on TV and stuff, and they're kind of into it, just a sports fan in general. And then once they go, it has definitely a bigger impact. Absolutely, and from there on, so much easier to get on. There. I, I lo- love taking people that have never had anything to do with hockey as well, because mm-hmm. they get into it even more than I do most of the time, which is pretty good. <laughs> I was going to say, I want to get into some Bruins stuff in a little bit, but I, I do want to talk about the the scene over there in England for a little bit. I have a friend who uh, is from England. She's currently living in the Netherlands right now, but she, back when she was in England, would send me some videos from some games that they would go to once in a while. So for some, our American listeners, which I think is a good portion of our listeners, could you talk about some of the differences Brazil. between, yeah, <laughs> with all respect to Brazil, uh, but some of the differences between like what a game is like, you know, over there versus what you'd see here in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, so even so, like, so you have the EIHL, which is like the the top level hockey, uh, but because of how difficult it is um, for ice rinks and things like that. So even though it's the same same league, um, some of the rinks are tiny, like, and then some of the some of the rinks are European size. You know, the huge ones that they play at the Olympics, mm. um, so things like that. And then there's a lot of uh, a lot of older. Um, North American players come over last few years before they retire and um, a lot of young uh, British players as well, which is really good. Uh, yeah, so I've never been to an NHL game, so comparing the two, obviously, I've only ever watched the NHL on the telly. But uh, no, it's just it's just good fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, a, there's a guy, I, I follow the Manchester Storm which is weird for a, a guy from Liverpool to support a Manchester team. Yeah. Uh, there was We had a captain a few years ago called uh, Jay Rosehill. He uh, used to play for the Leafs. He used to play for the Flyers as well. Oh, wow. um, and then he came over, spent the last few years, he played for Glasgow and Manchester. And never actually got to see him play because he was always suspended every time <laughs> I went. <laughs> but if you remember Jay Rosehill from the NHL, that that's, sounds exactly like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That is great, yeah. There's a few different leagues as well. So, like, there's the the EIHL, quite a few imports, a lot of Europeans, a lot of North Americans, and there's the NIHL, uh, which is the level below. Um, A lot of that is just mostly normal guys with regular jobs, play at the weekend. Um, But even going to those games is you can, you know, you stand right at the glass and everything's happening in front of you. It's That's brilliant. I love the experience that just compared to like 
compared to you know like a an NHL game, obviously, or even a college game, or like a like a ECHL game over here, yeah. or something like that, just to see. You always hear about like I mean, you think about obviously the NHL being the the peak of the sport, and you're like you know some people would be worried that it's watered down, but I think like Tommy said, once you're there and you're up in the glass and you see like just how fast that game is, <laughs> even yeah. at at yeah, some yeah. of the quote unquote lower levels of pro or semi pro or amateur or whatever, it's just it's so infectious to see live. Yeah, mm-hmm. appreciation of how hard it actually is as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, have you had a chance to skate at all over there? Or you just you just watch it. Uh, so uh, me and my girlfriend, uh, we started we started skating uh, before the pandemic, uh, but then since then, like change of jobs and stuff like that, it's just it, it's hard to do. It's hard yeah. to get time, especially we've got a six year old daughter as well. So yeah, uh, she's she she's desperate to skate. But at the same time, she's absolutely terrified to skate. So, uh, <laughs> just trying to find a happy medium to get her yeah. out, even with one of the penguins or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but just trying to find the time is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. I'm just I'd love, love to have a go, though. So speaking of finding the time, I, I'm curious to see what your experience watching Bruins games is like. Is it a struggle to stay? Like, I, we have kind of the... The opposite problem here, like when I'm watching like Premier League games, I'm getting up at seven in the morning to do it. But you're braving into the late night just to watch on a regular basis for the Bruins. So what's that like as a fan? Is it is it tough to keep up with? It's a lot easier now. Um, like listening to a lot of like other po- like yourselves and other podcasts and stuff talk about how difficult it is for you guys to actually watch the NHL. Like you know, if it's on ESPN, you don't have ESPN, you yeah. can't watch it. <laughs> um, but. Uh, there's a thing in Europe now called Viaplay, and it's in UK and Europe. I pay like fifteen pound a month. I get every single NHL game oh. uh, live and on demand. So it's, wow. it's no free ads for Viaplay, but if anyone listens and they're in Europe, it's definitely worth the money. <laughs> wow! Wow! It's, no, so, you get free ads when it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, so it's it's crazy. Like you know, when you you hear things like. Um, like the Avs last year, a lot of the Avalanche fans couldn't watch their own team because yeah. of whatever channel it was on. And I could watch every single game. Yeah. Uh, oh. And then obviously you got your illegal websites that you don't have to talk about and stuff like that. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, uh, I used to do that a lot. But with a, with a little one, definitely worth spending and watching it whenever you can instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that having the on-demand is really nice and stuff. And it Absolutely. Is, it's, it, it's funny, like, I've, I've heard that from other people who are overseas that it's easier to watch, which is, it's, like, nice for you guys, also frustrating for us. <laughs> like, I live an hour and a half from Boston and I can't watch the games. And, like, you know, it's, like, it's hard to do and you have to pay for a million different streaming services and stuff. And yep. it's, like, what's the point? Like, how are you supposed to grow the game like that? But at least they're Absolutely. making it. At least they're making it accessible for you guys over there. You know what I mean? I think no, that's sure. crucial to grow over there and stuff. But um, I know the NHL gets out once in a while and does exhibition games out in Europe and stuff. Have you ever thought about making a trip? Or is, have they come by you at all? I'm not really sure. I feel like it's usually more in like yeah. central Maine. They've done it in right? Czech and Finland. Yeah. Have they even done anything uh, in England? Have they? The, the, uh, oh, years ago now, the Bruins played uh, Belfast Giants in Belfast. Oh. I think that yeah. could have been like – Oh, it might have been like two thousand, like a long time ago now, like two thousand eleven, maybe two thousand twelve. Then they were they were going to go to Prague, I think, mm-hmm. uh, but then uh, that was the they cancelled that one because of COVID. I think, I think it was that year. But uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, there was plans for to try and make it to that one anyway. Uh, but 
I think the the, the next one's obviously Australia, so no, nah, not not a chance. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'll probably make that trip either. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. I didn't even realize they were going to Australia. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the show was released uh, announced a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I might uh, please tell me I'm not making this up. But, uh, no, I feel like you're probably right. I can look it up. <laughs> no, we're, we're not a reliable source of information. And I think anyone no, listens to this. Depends on the guest anyway. No, you're right. It's, it's happening. Or at least there's reports of it. I'm not sure. Okay. Been, I see a bunch well, that's of articles about it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so, yeah, I guess maybe into some, like, Bruins themselves. Um I feel like every time we've had a guest on for the first time this season, I've just asked, what are your thoughts in general and what's it been like as a fan? Because uh, just as we've talked about Cam and I and Chris, it's just kind of wild to see. So wild that for a while there, we didn't really have much to talk about because they were doing so good on the podcast. So what's that been like from your perspective? It's it's been incredible. It it really has. It's been a the absolute special season, um, even the the hiccups along the way, not not even phased as a as a Bruins fan, you know Boston sports fans. You know we're used to thinking the worst all the time, but uh, mm-hmm. it's no, it's just been really, it's just been brilliant to watch. And no matter how far, per- personally anyway, no matter how far they take it into the postseason, I'm not going to be mad because it's been such a fun season. Having Kretschy back has been. Yeah, and yeah, Bergy for one more year, and uh, yeah, that's Trent Fed- Trent Frederick playing out of his mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Felino turning it around. Uh, like everything, like out, like in the off season, I wanted, um, I wanted, I wanted Felino gone. I wanted Frederick gone, and I wanted um, Derek Forbort gone. And now they're Forbort a little bit, but you know they've <laughs> been three of the standout players this year, really. You know, mm-hmm. and it's been incredible to watch and Frederick's still scoring. Like what was it? Like 50 seconds into uh, yeah, last night's game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been so good. He's 15 now, 15 goals. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's boss as well. Cause what, everything, every time, every point he gets is a new career high for him. And uh, yeah. it's just been, yeah. I think I tweeted out when he scored uh, from the Bruce and Bruins account. That's 29th overall pick. (laughs) (laughs) We don't don't usually see that that restaurant talent. Yeah. 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 Oh, and uh, uh, Jake DeBrusque, obviously, as well. Mm -hmm. That's been been amazing to see as well because he he deserves it. He's, you know, he's always been there. He's always played well, no matter what has been going on and everything like that. He's, you know, it's just been really fun to see. It has. I feel like uh, I was a little upset to see a couple, some fans turn on him toward the end of last season. I feel like he's been a player who has always, I feel like he works pretty hard and I, you know, I, I'm not sure he really fit into their system ahead of this season. And obviously with, with what Montgomery's brought and, and kind of yeah. the new approach they've had, especially in the Ozone, I think it's, it's really meshed well with what he's brought, but I feel like he's always been somebody who's worked pretty hard and, and has tried to yeah. contribute. So I, I feel like, you know, it wasn't quite working out for him. The whole trade request thing last year, a lot of fans kind of turned, not a lot, but some of the fans kind of turned on him. I'm, I'm happy to see that it feels like he's yeah. kind of regaining respect a lot of them. Yeah, but he, like, the way I saw it was when the trade request went in, I just thought that rather than the, the arguments with Cassidy or what, whatever the, was happening, I just thought it was he was left wing 
the guy above him is Taylor Hall, and the guy above that is Brad Marchand. There's nowhere for him to go, really. Yeah. So it would have made sense, you know, if not just a sports person in any job, you know, if there's no progression, you'd, you'd want to move, wouldn't you? Yeah. So that, that's where I saw it anyway, whether or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think it was anything specific about the organization yeah. or Boston. I think it was just structurally, like like you're saying, there's not much room to grow, and that's something you kind of need, especially as a player who is in those kind of still like early prime years and is trying to prove that he can be, you know, not no, necessarily a superstar, but a, a top six talent or mainstay yeah. somewhere. It's hard to be playing yeah. in a third line role and at, at whatever he is, 25 years old now, 24 years old. And try to do that. How old is he now? What if he was I think he's, 20... I'm twenty I think I'm twenty six and I think he's my age. I think he's twenty twenty six. I, yeah, I, I forget now like how old I October seventeenth, ninety six. Born in ninety six. Oh, I started forgetting how old I am too all the time now. I gotta think about it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta like count back now. Really <laughs> do the math. Um I was I was born the year Tommy went to his first hockey game. There you go. Um, a football uh, game, yeah. Football, yeah. Oh, it was a football yeah. game, right? Hockey was a couple of years later. Um, I uh, I think with DeBrusque, I mean, I've said it before, ever since I shook his hand, that's when he kind of turned. Yeah, that was the ball. That's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I think I, what's been interesting with him is, you know, you transition to that that right wing, and then he's had time with uh, Bergy and Marshy before. But he always had something like an injury get in the way or Cassidy really liked mixing up the lineups. Um, and I think probably a couple of players got frustrated with not having consistent line mates because he juggled it so much. I think DeBrusque was one of those who's like, OK, sometimes I'm getting first line minutes. Sometimes I'm back here on the third line. Like I'm not getting enough time to click and and really get something going. Now he's playing with Bergie and Marshy all year. And he's showing he can be a first line winger with with guys like that to help elevate him. I think anyone who plays with Bergie and Marshy is going to benefit. Yeah. I think his two way game has improved a lot. The same thing happened when Pasternak was playing with them for a season. Pasternak's two way game, I think, is like he's obviously not going to be winning the Selkie anytime soon. But it really players players just become two hundred foot players when they when they play with Bergie and Marshy, and I think. That's really helped his game too. What have you guys, uh, or I guess Tommy specifically, because Drew and I have talked about it a little bit, but what's your take on, first of all, do you think they are hitting a skid right now? I know it's, we're like, people are making a big deal about whatever three losses in four games. Do you think that's something you, Bruins fans should be concerned about? Or do you think just based on how well they've done this season, it's, you know, kind of a wash that, you know, they can, they can lose a few and it's not too big of a deal. It, I, it's not a concern yet, I don't think. Um, the defensive shuffle that they keep doing, I feel since they started doing that, especially players like uh, Connor Clifton, I think he was playing so well all season. And then as soon as he's in the lineup, he's out the lineup, and then he's back in, he started struggling a little bit. And then we need, they need to figure out what to do with Grizz as well. Because uh, Grizz, Grizz like, I love Grizz. Like, I've been a Grizzly defender for a little while now <laughs> and uh there's just there's just like take nothing away from all of or anything like that he's brilliant he's added loads since he's come on, come over but uh they just need to figure out what they're doing with the defense and once they figure that out i think everything else will be fine everything else will take care of itself it's just you've got seven guys for six spots and all seven guys deserve to be in the lineup every night mm-hmm. uh, just need mm-hmm. to figure figure that out and then everything else will be absolutely fine 
Yeah. And that's a really fucking good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been absolutely. like, privileged it's problem. Been yeah, like yeah, we have yeah. like a top four, but no one else. So it's a carousel down there on the last yeah. pair. So it's nice finally to be like, okay, if one guy goes down, we're covered. If two guys go down, and Cam and I talked about this in the, uh, the last episode, the, the injury bug catches you then, and there's something to worry about. But that's like, yeah. they got the depth there. Then, what do you guys think is. Uh, uh, assuming health the rest of the season, who do you think is going to be the odd man out come playoff time, or at least to start? I mean, I'm sure if, you know, they lose a game, especially maybe they'll switch things around, but who do you think is, is the odd man out right now? Cliffy. Uh, four bot. It's tough. I, I, I think, feel like I think Montgomery loves four but yeah, true. I think they're going to want, pucks, I think they're going to want forward. I think he plays a very playoff friendly style. Like think about that. He was kind of, I wasn't a huge fan of how he played throughout the course of last season, but he was great in the playoffs last year. He was eating pucks, and especially for a guy who is like a penalty kill specialist, I think they're going to want to yeah. keep him on for the playoffs. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. true. When, uh, when he went when he went down early this se- this season, we was begging for him to come back. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. hard. It's like, are you really? You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna Connor Clifton has earned the right to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's, it'd be <laughs> hard to sit him down as a coach, but I, I don't know who else do you. You're not going to obviously like with McAvoy, Orlov, Lindholm are absolutely safe. I think no questions yeah. asked. What Beyond is- that, like you're probably not going to drop down Carlo. I don't think. I don't see Montgomery doing that. So it's probably going to fall to somebody like Clifton or, or Forbert and or Grizzly. I don't think they'd sit Grizzly either, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't I- know. I think he, I could see Grizzly being sat, but I think it would be after like, okay, there's a rough couple games in the series. We lost back to back games and we need to make a change. I think Grizzly would be that guy, but I think Cliffy probably off the start, which like you said, Tommy it sucks. And then Cam, <laughs> like he deserves to <laughs> be there. Uh, my question yes. to you guys kind of on that front is if there were significant number of forward injuries do you think Monty would consider I'm going all 7D? I thought you were going to say Cliffy at wing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that too. Yo, yo, yo. I think he might be more likely to lean Cliffy at the wing. Yeah. Um, He probably wouldn't do terrible. Yeah, I feel like they might be (laughs) more likely. Has he done it before? Didn't they do it for like something? I'm trying to remember. They did in a certain situation. Yeah. I feel like there was an injury or something, and they brought him up to play wing for like. I, I think it was like preseason or something. I think it was yeah. preseason. That, they did that would be that. interesting. I feel people like were like, be, "Oh, let's do that." I feel like he would play like a Jake DeBrusque style, like puck chase, hit a lot of bodies in the corners, try to you know just like I a pressing like, forward kind of role. I feel like him and Jake are like best friends. Like they have kind <laughs> of that similar attitude. I, I, I think Cliffy's got a lot of lock, like personality in that room. I, if you watch a lot of the videos that the Bruins put out of like asking about, like it's always like Sophia like asking them stuff. I feel like a lot of people answer with Cliffy's name for like just random things. Right? So I feel like he's got a bigger personality in that locker room. But seems like a cool guy from what I've seen. Yeah. I don't know. Except he's quite a Piat guy, so you know. Yeah, which is great. I can <laughs> ask him. We're, we'll have him on the pod someday, and I'll ask him uh, if, if he remembers seeing me ever on campus. Which yeah, I'm sure. Know, but, I'm sure. Hello, you that high kid that came up to me one time. So, um, I I actually uh, Cliffy. So I was connected. Because I went to Quinnipiac and I was like writing there and everything, I got connected with like, 
uh, Cliffy's brother and father on Twitter, and they're both named Tim. So one of them reached out and was asking, like, how can I watch? I'm, you know, they live in uh, New Jersey and they're trying to watch Nesson. Um, and I'm like, oh, so if you go to one of those illegal sites that Tommy mentioned earlier <laughs> and like, you could do do that, like, it'll be fine. He's like, thank you very much. I was like, of course, I, uh, you know, I like helping you, like, you watch your brother play and it was his father <laughs> I never heard from him again i think he unfollowed me at some point so i guess that was a big enough mistake to cut that tie <laughs> i think uh he's got a couple brothers right because didn't they at least two of them played at quinnipiac i'm not sure if it was yeah all three. i think it was all, all three, three wasn't it all yeah. three did yeah one's remember... playing there now the the youngest oh, brother is, is probably like a senior there now or maybe a junior but yeah they had his older brother Tim in college, yeah. played. He was his older brother Tim was like a year ahead of him or something. Mm. They were good. Mm. Saw them in Troy a couple times. Good, solid NHL family. Yeah. Uh, I think Tim made it. I don't know if it's no, no, yeah, make think he it either, either, but we'll see. It was just Connor. Had a boy. Unless <laughs> every Clifton gets better after the next. What if what if we get the the third Clifton? And uh, and like Charlie first Mack round pick, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what what first round pick? I don't think yeah. we have any until like 2032. It's gonna be a while, yeah. <laughs> well, a quick pause for a reminder that the Risen Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in free bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Tommy, who is the team that scares you most uh, looking at, you know, playoff time? Oof. Uh, I don't know, you know. Um, there's no one that properly scares me. Uh, I love that answer. <laughs> what a year that you can say that <laughs> and not sound like a jerk. Like it's There's no one that's really scary. Yeah, know, no, it makes sense. The Bruins are dominating. <laughs> we've we've beaten all thirty one teams this year, so there's there isn't really anyone that. Um, the the only thing that worries me is that if we get Toronto, if fingers crossed, touch words, all that stuff, uh, if Toronto beat us, I think that would propel them to actually win the cup. That's the only I thing agree. that concerns oh, me. Yeah, is, yeah. Is anytime you meet a UK uh, a UK hockey fan, it's oh you like the NHL? Yeah, who do you support? Toronto Maple Leafs. You meet another one, who do you support? Toronto. There's just too many of them, and I, it'd be hell. So uh, that's the only thing that concerns me. But we can play anyone, and I would bet on the Bruins pretty much every time. At least. <laughs> I thought. I thought. It- you were like, we got to get rid of him. I thought you were like going to get like, suggest like, we just got to like, get rid of him. There's too many. No, yeah. I, I do feel like the Bruins have been the only thing keeping them from the Stanley Cup for like a decade. Oh, yeah. Point, so. <laughs> Deservedly so. Uh, and it's one of those things where it feels like they've built their team just specifically to beat the Bruins and it just hasn't yeah. worked. Out. Like, it's going to happen eventually. And it's going to be a really no, sad day. And I hope. 
I think I will say I think I'm all in on Tommy's like regardless of what happens in the postseason, I think I'm gonna look back on this season very fondly. With the exception of if we lose to the Toronto Maple Leafs, I will never <laughs> yeah. speak of this season again. <laughs> never, the yeah, Raptors will not done, be able to crossed out, X'd out, Sharpie Marker boom. <laughs> we'll never speak of it again. But that's uh, the one exception. We can lose to anyone else. I'll be yeah. like, you know what? It was about the ride. It was a good, we had we a good run. Toronto, yeah. It was about the result of fucking this. We've, we've <laughs> never beaten Toronto and then won a cup is the other thing, too. So maybe that could propel Boston to one if we this this time around to prove that wrong, or maybe we can avoid Toronto and just yeah, like that would have be that'd be great. Yeah. Just let let Tampa Bay and Toronto just Beat kick shit out, out of each other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it really is the hope. Yeah, and then get like tossed out by the Islanders or something. <laughs> 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 I'd rather that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I don't think anyone's. Truly terrifying this year, apart from uh, the Bruins when we're when we're rolling. Nah, that's that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm a little scared of Carolina, but I don't think I'm as scared as I would be if I were a Carolina fan of the Bruins because yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it. it'd be, it's pretty hard to look at this Bruins team and, and see many weaknesses and what this year's been dominating the entire season. Yeah. I know, whatever. It's been a little rough lately, but I mean, even what they had a shutout win last night to get back into it. Like, yeah. this is a team that knows. I, I feel like I, I was talking to my dad about this recently, but like, I feel like I just trust that leadership course so much. Bergeron, especially with Crazy back now. And like, I, I'm not worried about like the typical, like, oh, are they going to become complacent ahead of the playoffs? Or like, there's no way Patrice Bergeron and. No. And the guys in that room who are old, they know, like, you know, they know they're playing for him. Like, it's there's no question. Everybody in that room is playing. Like, obviously, they want to win a Stanley Cup personally, but like, they're playing for Bergey. There's no way anybody in that room is going to become complacent ahead of the playoff. Like, I'm not worried about that at all. So, like, I, I'm, I'm ready for it to start. Like, let's get in there. Let's do it. I'm ready to, you know what I mean? There's going to be adversity when you get in there, but I'm not worried about the typical, like, trap of like, oh, like Tampa Bay a couple of years ago when they were dominant the entire season and then they get swept by Columbus. Like, I just don't see that happening with the Bruins. You know, like, no. if they lose, it's going to be because, I don't know, injuries. Like, maybe somebody will match us up well for seven games. It's hockey. It's bounces. It's weird. But, like, yeah. I'm not worried about them letting their foot off the gas. Yeah. They have so many players still from the 2019, uh, 2019 yeah. team that, like, knows – how it feels to come so close Be 60 minutes away yeah. so, and i yeah. think that's a that's honestly a helpful trait i feel like yeah, that's absolutely. as long as they don't let it like become like doubt <laughs> as long as but use that as motivation like i know that feeling i never want to fucking feel that again we need yeah. to finish the job yeah. i'll say i getting ahead of it i think um marshy's gonna be their playoff mvp i think he's gonna have a fucking Tom Smythe. i yeah. think just between that combination of like he won it right away out of the career he got to taste it and now it's been a decade plus he knows the guy his his mentor bergeron is, is on his way out he's gonna want to win one for him and having just lost that in 2019 knowing how it feels to get that close and lose again i think we're gonna get some like prime 2011 martian stealing the pocket scoring runs. we're gonna get some highlight real goals from him i'm excited to watch him play this postseason he, he seems like the guy that he'd rather win it for Bergeron than win it for himself as well. Yeah. It's, it's just 
Yeah. No, it, you can't I, say he enough good things a, about him. A bad rep across the league because of oh, obviously yeah. he's had a history of suspensions and stuff. But like, he really seems like an amazing teammate to have. Like, it yeah. seems like everybody in that room would go to the wall for that guy, which is yeah. hard to do as like a a guy who's known as being kind of a shitbag to everybody else. Like, <laughs> the, uh, really the, guy. the episode of Behind the Bee that came out today. Uh, I think yeah. the, the bit in the training room, and he's like, "Yeah, there's no one I hate in the league anymore because the two guys I hated most they've just joined our team." <laughs> I love that. He's, he's, kinda, not, he's not wrong. <laughs> I want to see like prime shithousery once between like him from him and Bertuzzi and like in Hathaway. Oh, Hathaway like, is like, come playoff time. There's gonna be some shit going down. <laughs> the games are gonna be like six hours. There's gonna be just full on line brawls after every whistle. I, yeah, I, like, I need one. I need one. <laughs> I need a line, bro. I need one with the three on the ice <laughs> for some reason. I need it, like that when Marshy got piled on by the Vancouver Canucks in that yeah. match, like after the cup final, and then you see all the Bruins come in and hop on yeah. the pile. Marshy's just getting fucking seven, eight hundred pounds on him. <laughs> I think there might be like a rule in the NHL rule book that like Montgomery can't put Marsha and Hathaway and Bertuzzi on the ice at the same time. <laughs> It's just, one like, line. It, just like five out of his ass. It's just like it's the Bash Brothers like three point oh. It's gonna be a problem immediately. But I wanna see it happen nonetheless. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, um Tommy, before we wrap it up, anything else you wanna get out there about, you know, feelings about this season or going to the playoffs? Like any what's what's on your mind right now as a fan? Um Eh, not right lot to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just you keep winning. You know, when we lose, you know, it's it's just a blip, isn't it? Uh, we move past it. You know, this is the reason we've only what what's it three in a row once. That's about yeah. it that we've lost. So they, they come back. Mm. You know, you you lose one of the the weirdest games I've ever watched against Chicago, and then they, and then they go to Winnipeg of all places and get a shutty. So this yeah. It's all good. It's like we're in that cruise mode, right? Until playoffs, it's just like stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah like most of your games. <laughs> yeah, please, please let Marshand have a few days off. I just feel like there's something there. Just let him have a. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it'll be tough to tell him that he's going to have to sit for a few days or whatever. But you know, let let him have a few days off at least, and then just keep everyone healthy for the love of. God keep everyone healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that's scary. I just want the season yeah. over just so we can get this. Yeah. Berger and uh, too, you gotta rest. You gotta yeah, rest. For okay, sure. Especially for Krejci, sure. but Berger too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, Tommy, thanks so much for staying up with us, man. I really appreciate no, it. It's been great. No, thanks, we'll have to thanks, definitely do it again. We'll get Chris on here. We'll have to figure out time zones there. That'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be. I'll be about to go to bed. They'd be just getting up. I think. Yeah, exactly. You'd be, in the, you'd be in the sweet spot, so that's all right. So perfect for Drew and I. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, we're the ones staying up late for Chris. Yeah, I know. We'll get him back once, but no, Tommy. Really, we appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Nice, no, it's, it's boss. Keep up the good work at the pod. It's, it's always good. Our pleasure, buddy. <laughs> no, no duds, no duds yet. Even with cams and lambs, it's all good. Cams well, I might argue on that one, but I find <laughs> you haven't listened to cams and lambs yet. <laughs> <laughs> Go for oh, it. I, I endorse it. Yeah, yeah. we need we need more Drews and Druids as well. So that's all. <laughs> we need part three. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.